plan early um, and try to make your house as transitional as possible. Um, know that there are differences between medical care and caregiving. There's technology that you can use and also really be careful of um, financial fraud as well. Welcome to the Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts, to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools necessary to help you navigate this challenging environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, joined by client manager, Tao Trung. Tao is a certified financial planner and a key element to a, a group within Morton that helps empower women become better investors. This group is called Herself, and recently they just went through a deep dive about aging in place, something that we talk to our clients and our loved ones ab about often. So aging in place is not going to a senior care facility, but maybe being more comfortable and staying at home. And there's some key takeaways that, that people should be aware of, some pros, some cons, some challenges that they may face. I know that you know senior care or senior living facilities can often be expensive. And if you didn't do the proper planning of buying long-term care many, many years ago, you might get to a place where you can't afford senior living. So people are maybe choosing to age in place by default. But there's some some risk to that, right, Tal? I mean, also like staying at all your own, at your own home, it's bring comfort, yeah. right? So people are so used of living at that place for 10, 20 years, 30 years, or how long that is. They just don't want to leave anymore. So that's a good point. Right? That's a good point. So it's I've, not just about affordability; it's yeah. also about comfort. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. You know, because I. I I guess we, we talk to so many clients and there's so many different perspectives. Some people have two story homes and they just say, oh, I'm not going to stay here. And some people have single story homes that are maybe, you know, easier for them to age in place and they're more comfortable. And they say, you know what, I would as much as possible like to stay. Like right, to stay right. I yeah. mean, that's where they build on their memories and everything. So they yeah. just want to be there. Yeah. There are more and more people now aging and want to be at home. But then it comes with risk and responsibility. What yeah. what are some of the steps that you can do to help your living at home be comfortable and safe so that you can thrive and you know continue to be motivated and living your life at the best. So yeah. yeah, and tell me what what are some of those things that people should consider when they want to stay at home and age in place? You know, I hear a lot of clients and even family members uh, myself say, you know, I don't want to be a burden on my family. Um, you know, hopefully they, they don't get to a point where they need a lot of help or care. But if they do, they don't want to be a burden on their family. So what are some things that people should do to protect themselves? There are actually a lot of things that you can do and use to help you out. So there are electrical devices that you can use. You know, it could be a watch yeah. or it could be something on your phone or it could be something that you could, can wear on your neck. I think people don't like the, 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 the <laughs> device that you wear on your neck. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like they can make it very fashionable nowadays that like it looks like a watch, but then there's also a button that let's say that you fall or something, you can easily press the button yeah. and you can set it up so that instead of calling 911 right away, it can call your person that you most trust, like your daughter or your son who live 
um, a couple of house down the, the yeah. road so that they can come and take care of you and make the decision whether they should call 911 or not so that you know be convenient on both sides sure um, which that's a big key because I mean, maybe these devices, they're really good, but you don't want them to accidentally call 911. Exactly. It might be a situation where it calls your friend or your neighbor or your family member and you answer the phone and say, yes, I did fall, but I'm actually okay. Right, um, exactly. And so it's not not as, as big of an emergency. Right, right. And then it also reminds you to take your medicine as well or like have a to-do list so that you can just check it, like check the box and just like don't have to think about whether I take my medicine this morning or not already. You can just look at it and check it off yourself and you you, you remind yourself that way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's you can also implement like cameras in your house. But then, you know, it really depends on how much privacy you want to share right. with your family members right. too. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can do. In fact, like in our events, we have a full list of um, recommendation on health device system that you can use. I mean, we can make it available for people. I yeah, mean, that'd be great. Yeah. And then beside that, like we also talk about home modification. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about home modification. Like like my grandmother, she's she's getting up there. Sorry, grandma, but she's she's <laughs> gonna be she's eighty nine years old this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have ring cameras on the front, um, at the front of the house and in the back. And so I can see every day if she's in or out of the house. And right. you know, that helps me know that, you know, she's good or, or she's taken care of. What other home modifications should people be 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 thinking of? There, uh, again, this is also another thing that it can be a very extensive list of things, but like very high level, like very easy things mm-hmm. that you can implement are like pay attention to the rugs at home. Yeah. Like if, if it is easy to roll up or, you know, like that cause you slipping over and fall, yeah. like make sure that it's more transitional or room to room transition, you know, like yeah. if it can be smooth, like that you can go through with a wheelchair easier or like the bathroom don't have that stepping up like where you have to walk over that stepping to go into the bathroom or maybe like implementing some grabbing bars um, or using shelf that is like stick to the wall and it can be stable and secure that you don't worry about like hitting it and then slamming it over. Maybe easy access. Exactly. You also mentioned to me that I thought this was a really good one. Um, Paying attention to, you know, chairs or tables that have wheels and Mm -hmm. that can move easily. And that could be a real hazard because maybe somebody tries to put their hand on it and brace themselves. Yeah. Or trying to get up and then hold on to a chair and then that's have the rolling wheel and then they may just like fall over, you know, so the more stable is the better. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was a great list. Now, oftentimes when I think about, you know, family members or people that are aging and maybe they're, they're by themselves. They, mm-hmm. they don't have family members nearby. They, they haven't hired anybody professionally. How, how do they protect themselves from other types of fraud? Um, whether, you know, it's on the internet or computers or how do they, how do they find the right people to help come in? Right. So at our events, we have a uh, district attorney coming in and they work very hard on helping seniors and protect them from financial frauds. So one of the things that people bring up is that these frauders, they work on your emotion. So they will give you a sense of urgency that like, hey, I need this money, like very urgent. Um, And they know to tap in your emotion. And how do they bring it up? They talk about your family member or they pretend to be like your family members, like getting into some weird, you know, like 
incidents in Mexico or something. Yeah. Like imagine if you are at work and let's say your niece, uh, somebody call you and like, hey, Chris, my niece is in your niece is in Mexico right now, and and she get into like a accident and she's in jail. And in order to take her out, you have to pay hundred thousand of dollar to to bail her out. Yeah. What would you do, like in, when you are in that age? Yeah, I feel pretty <laughs> torn, and especially you know a lot of this stuff. We most of us get these phishing emails, and you can see the mist the, the 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 typos or the misspellings, or you know you can you can pass it off as potentially phishing or fraud. But mm-hmm. this catches a lot of people. Right, yeah. right. So like. Biggest takeaway from that is don't ever answer any phone call that you don't know, you don't recognize yeah. them. If there is anything important, they can always leave a voicemail. Yeah. But make sure your voicemail box is clear and it's not full <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't miss out on the important call. Sure. And then if you are a family member, um, one way to spot out um, if there is something wrong with that third party care provider is notice on whether they just accidentally or like, you know, like coming out and living a lavish life and having yeah. like an expensive handbag from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Or if you see your parents at home having missing financial statement, those yeah. are those red flags that you can pay attention to. Got it. So if you've, if you've hired somebody to come in the house and then all of a sudden maybe statement bank statements are missing or... Or bills not getting paid or you think that paid. these utility bills has been paid but it's not and they receive a late statement, you know, yeah. then those are very, very... Um, easy spot that like easy thing that you can spot out yeah that's helpful and so when people are making the decision to either have a family member or a friend Mm -hmm. or even hire a third party to help take care of them versus an actual professional service Mm -hmm. what are the pros and cons between those what are what are things that people should be looking out for yeah like caregiving nowadays very expensive as you already know um i think the cost is around 30 to 40 five dollars an hour yeah. and sometimes people may need like two three hours a day some people may want a live-in person so i think the number that i read recently is on average people can easily spend around ten thousand to twenty thousand a month for caregiving yeah. so because of that one of the easy choice is to either ask your family member or hire anybody from let's say the newspaper yeah. that person may not be licensed or like may not be a practice, uh, you know, practitioner. Yeah, nurse. practitioner, yeah. right. Yeah, and um, that is cheap, right? But then on the flip side of that, um, they are not licensed. And then you don't want to burden your family member really much either, right? Because they may be working, they may have other uh, responsibility that they have to take care of as well. Um, so then the other choice of that is to hire a licensed professional caregiver. Um, so the good side of this is that they are uh, very well protected. They have um, insurance, they are bonded, and they have proper background check and training. So that when you bring in this person, you know for sure that you are not bringing anybody that is not like, you know, like a criminal that sure. may put you at risk for financial fraud again, right? Yeah. And um, they know to say no to you. They're not going to be going out of the way and just to make you feel pleased of like, let's say like you want that person to help you move a heavy, big planter like that. <laughs> and that's not something that they usually do in, in, in terms of their proper um, right. things. But because they want to keep you happy, they may move that and, and hurt their back. You don't have proper worker come for that, right? right they right. can come back and sue you. <laughs> yeah, I think, right? that, so. I think that's some really good points because sometimes it's not that we're trying to take shortcuts, but, you know, 
we don't realize the type of care that we need and the mm -hmm. risk that we are putting ourselves in by not potentially hiring a professional, right? right? And so hiring a professional, you get proper training, background checks. Um, they've got insurance to help protect themselves and you in case something were to happen. And you're not taking on the 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 financial ramifications of if something were to go wrong by not hiring a professional, then coming back after exactly. you and, and suing you for, you know, not a great work environment. But exactly. there, there's many different forms of care that people need. And sometimes there's a number of different acts of daily living that you might need help with. Mm -hmm. And so you might not want to be a burden um, to your family members, but you also want to make sure that you've got professionals that can help you with those Correct. different things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of time people think that their medical insurance or Medicare would pay for that. Yeah. But that's not the case, right? Let's say that if you get into an accident, you go to the hospital, um, yeah. Medicare will pay for the ambulance that come pick you up, the hus hospital or, you know, therapy, like physical therapy after that. Yeah. But once you are home, let's say that you still need help with like dressing, bathing, grooming, cooking your meal, cook, <laughs> cooking your meal yeah. or taking care of your pets, you know, yeah. like changing the little box. Yeah. For example, um, those are not being paid by Medicare. You have to pay either out of your pocket or let's yeah. say hopefully you have a um, long term care to help you out with that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's and the cost of medical care has gone up, you know, so much with inflation. I mean, I think medic medical costs the average inflation over the past call it 10 to 20 years is somewhere in the neighborhood of 8%. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely getting more expensive. Um, but people taking a look at how they're protecting themselves, their loved ones, and, and making sure that they've got the right help in place when, mm -hmm. when those things um, come yeah. about. And you need you need a whole village to help you out with that. So don't, don't just think that you can do it all by yourself. You can always ask your family member to come and help you out. Yeah. Um, like simple thing like decluttering your house too. Like sometimes you may have a bunch of little canned food in your cabinet that maybe expired 10 years ago that you don't even know of, right? Have you and been like, in my pantry? <laughs> No, but I know of like, you know, um, my grandparents, for example, when they get older, they cannot really see things that clear anymore. So, of course, they don't see that expiration day. Sure. So it can become a fun project for the grandkids to come over and help you out and clean that out yeah. so that you don't get poisoned <laughs> for picking on the wrong things. So. No, I think that's I think that's great. Tao, any any other big takeaways from, you know, having the speaker come in and talk about aging in place that could help set our clients or, or people that are listening up for success? Plan early um, and try to make your house as transitional as possible. Um, less thing, like minimize it, you know, less thing yeah. on in the middle of the way yeah. so that you can move in and out easier and you don't strip over and fall. Stable things to grab onto. Know that there are difference between medical care and caregiving. Um, you have to build up your financial for that, regardless of the choice, you know, whether you use your personal person or you use a professional choice. Like you say, um, cost of care is getting more expensive. So you, you really have to plan early. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's technology that you can use and also really be careful of um, financial fraud as well. Yeah, that, I think that's a, th those are some really good takeaways. Tao, thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Of course. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications for our weekly episodes, email 
financial commute at mortonwealth.com. Until next week.